Silence, please. What the fuck was that? I said silence in here. Like, what was that? I don't know. Oh, I was just taking a sip of coffee. My bad. I was going to say, you, I was on mute. That's how you sip your coffee, you fucking psycho? <laughs> Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? So come on and listen to our mixtape. Where's the roof and movies? Come along and laugh with our mixtape. So come on. Listen to our mixtape, sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape, and now the music finishes. Enjoy our pork chop sandwiches. And I'm enjoying a pork chop sandwich right now because I am Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt. I think he just goes out of his way every week to see how much he can creep us out right from the beginning. He's like, <laughs> Kevin number two is a terrible person. Hey, with that being said, you're listening to the Mixtape Podcast, and we appreciate having you here uh, more than you know. Uh, yes, hey, guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the last episode, which was our interview with the Cybertronic Spree. If you have not listened, you should go listen. They're a lot of fun. They're just uh, really good dudes and, and doodads. They've and got the touch and the power. This is true. Both. They do. Yep. They might even make you dare to be stupid. They might. They oh my go god, bots. dude! They do it. They did a cli- uh, short video. It's only like a couple. It's not like the full song of uh, "Eyes Without a Face." And if you haven't watched it, it's brilliant because it's um, it's um, uh, Shockwave walking on a beach, and instead of singing "Eyes Without a Face," they're singing "Eye Without a Face." <laughs> oh god, which is pretty brilliant. Uh, so good. Yeah, so go back and listen to that if you have not done so already because it's it's really good. Even if you're like, I don't know who they are, then you need to listen to the episode because then you get to learn about somebody really cool. Um, there are a ton of people who do know who they are, but I think it's one of their kind of obscure. But if you are an 80s fan, especially a nerdy dude 80s fan like we were, like grew up in that era of like Transformers and, and G.I. Joe and all that shit, then you need to find out who they are because you're going to be like, oh, my God, I might just be in love with these people. So check them out. There should be links over at our website. What is that website, Matt? We have a website, Matt. Do you know what it is? I do. It is themixtapepod.com. Hey, he got it. Hey. I did it right this time, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where'd my penis go? Um, that was, I didn't actually mean to hit that, so, but we're just going to leave it. That's <laughs> fine. I kind of enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, there's Stu, everybody. I enjoy Stu the Diamond. great Stuart Diamond. Stewie D. Stewie D. Stuart Diamond. Stu Diamond. Um, Cousin of Dustin. <laughs> nephew of Neil. Neil. <laughs> oh, man. Unlike Kevin, who is the cousin of Dabney. <laughs> That's what we always well, that's my uncle. My uncle, yeah. nephew. Uncle Dabney. Yeah, my uncle. Yeah, his Daphne nephew Coleman. Daphne. So, guys, Daphne, uh, Daphne Coleman. That's Daphne her. Coleman. No. Uh, it's great to have you guys here again. Uh, I really enjoy yeah. having you guys listen. <laughs> I assume that you are, and if you are, yeah. please go to wherever you're listening and drop us a review. We would really appreciate that. Share the show with your friends and all that goody good good shit. Yeah. And then head over to. You guys can't. You can't see it. Just got droopy. But during that whole thing, fuck off, man. During that whole thing, I'm doing tongue exercises so that I don't trip over the damn thing again. Uh, so head over to our website. <laughs> Uh, and over there, there's some cool shit like, uh, you know, interviews, past interviews, links to direct stuff, a little info about us and, and other things. So you should go over there and check it out. Uh, again, Matt told it to you. It is the mixtapepod.com. We are also on Fosse Book. Uh, we have a fan page over there. It is Tapeworms fans of the Mixtape Podcast over there. 
That, that's kind of a fun page. Right? We get a lot of intera- yeah. interaction over there. You guys all kind of play, and so do some of the fans. It's it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, which, uh, while we're on the topic of the fan page, uh, happy birthday to, I'm going to call him a nickname he's probably going to hate, but uh, Tapeworm Terry. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> he might love might, it. He might. You know, yeah, him. Terry's yeah, he, one uh, of our best fans, man. Yeah, he's uh, my my cousin Terry. It's yeah, his, it's his birthday. Today. But he's been a fan since before you were on the show, which I appreciate. Right. Yeah. 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 Terry. Happy the, birthday, Tapeworm Terry. Tapeworm, tapeworm Terry. Terry. I'm gonna put you in my phone as Tapeworm Terry. <laughs> That's her name now. Tapeworm <laughs> he's, Terry. He's been around for a long time, which we appreciate, mm-hmm. man. You know, it's we got some of those OGs like Skiznot <laughs> and Terry, and you know, it's 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 good to have those guys around, man. It it was it was cool when we started back up and. uh I saw some familiar faces and names. So I, I really enjoyed that. I would love to get like to hear from like TJ. I don't. I don't really know what he's doing these days, but it would be great to hear from like TJ and uh, and uh, a couple other people would be. Yeah. So we'll, we'll are, track these people down off the air. Yeah, and we just really start should. Tagging them yeah. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was good times. Hey, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but September there will be, and I'm telling you now to give everybody out there a little bit of a. You know, heads up, but there'll be a horror hound here in Indy or Indy. Well, no, wait, is that one in Indy? It is, right? Or is uh, it? I think it's in Cincinnati. Are they doing Cincinnati yeah. again? Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. Horror hound will be in Cincinnati then. That's fine. But they've announced a guest already, and uh, it's the Chin himself. So, uh, yep. Bruce if you don't Campbell. know who that is, that's Bruce Campbell. I'm yeah. very, yeah. very excited. I'm sure I will never be able to get through that line to get an autograph for, from him. But yeah, uh, yeah, the Chin himself is going to be there. Um, have you ever read his books? No. Yes. If Chins oh, yes, could kill, yeah, they're great. Actually, don't read them. Listen to the audio because he he. Uh, oh, I'm need to do that. He's the one who reads the audio books and they're hilarious kevin you would love them so i bet uh yeah they're fantastic but th- so far they've announced him and i'm pretty sure like a big chunk of the cast i think because they've been hinting at stuff but i have a feeling that uh like a lot of the killer clowns from outer space are going to be there and things like that so so far so good it's looking fun and uh we will probably be at that one i think matt had even talked about possibly trying I'm, to make it to that one yeah i'll be flying out and not driving again. <laughs> but uh, every pothole in the state of missouri decided to be on my path on his trip to cincinnati yeah. but he made it and we had a good time i so. made it i had i had a really good time yeah. so I played uh, a lot of x-men pinball while i was there yeah because out uh, in the lobby connie right? got really good at uh, golden tea <laughs> yeah, you found it. He's like, who knew? Connie, apparently we need yeah, to get golden I don't know. She's, she's, she's really like set a longest putt record in the game. <laughs> that's what she said. 87.6 feet. Um, so, that's nice. Yeah. But uh, you should nice. be, if you go over to Facebook, you can actually, uh, actually follow the Horror Hound guys over there as well. And I recommend doing that. Horror Hound's a great convention. But there are lots of conventions. Uh, actually, as this episode airs, actually... Yeah, I think as this episode airs, uh, Casey and I will actually be at a con. We are oh, yeah. we are press at the Indie Pop Con, um, so we're going to be out there. Uh, I should have said it, and we'll we'll mention it on social media. I wish I would have said it on the previous episode, but if you guys could have made it out to there, hi. <laughs> it's too late now. I mean, but we'll be out, we were out there that Sunday, so uh, hopefully that went well. <laughs> so weird to talk about it before it happens, but uh, yeah, uh, it's like. Uh, we are currently looking forward maybe, to that. I can tell you that. So, yeah. Uh, maybe go back and record a little bit and edit that in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing all that. It's a lot of work. <laughs> like, no. Uh, so today, uh, myself and Spank Dog actually had the opportunity to sit down with John Machida Jr. Most of you guys know John Machida as the Micro Machines Man or Blur from the Transformers. He's actually done voices on a lot of stuff. Um, he's very prolific. I know this sounds weird, but he's a very prolific... Um, commercial actor but he's one of those commercial actors that is actually famous for being that and a lot of his commercial campaigns were huge so people recognize him but i as we tell him in the interview you hear like growing up like i knew him as the micro machine man and i told tell him like that we just that doesn't really exist much anymore i guess it kind of does i mean you got like your flows and stuff like that but like he uh he came from an era where like that was I told him, I said, you actually did get me to go out and buy micro machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had those pitch men. Yeah. So yeah. we talk, we, we talk in depth about his. And yeah, now we're just stuck with like Billy Mays and <laughs> the slap chop guy. 
May rest in peace. Yeah, he's dead, dude. Both of them. <laughs> Billy Mays is not the slap chop. Right. Guy. He's right. just, uh, I think he's oh, in jail. Yeah. yeah. In and out of. Because he's a bit of a degenerate. You yeah, know. He, he took the slap chop a bit too far. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he took the slap chop a little too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but John Machida did not do that. He's actually a wonderful no, dude. Hilarious, no. as yeah. you're about to hear in this interview. is very funny and just a great dude. What a transition. We actually way. had <laughs> some issues. So we had a scheduled time with him, and I'm going to bring this up because I want people to know how awesome he was about the whole thing. We had a scheduled time with him, and um, it started raining on my way over to the studio, and uh, uh, that posed a problem because I don't know how it is in your guys' states, but here in Cincinnati, when it rains, people turn really, really stupid on the road. It's like they're terrified of everything. So that kind of was holding me up uh, to make matters worse, right? I mean, like a mile from uh, my home and the studio and all that, there was a car wreck, and I was trapped in between it. And it wasn't a bad one, but I couldn't get through so I had to message him, and I was like, hey, we're going to be about 15 minutes late. He's like, no problem, no problem. 15 minutes isn't bad at all. Well, then we get in, and we get online, and there was a problem. I don't think it was on our end, but he was having trouble getting it to accept the inviter. He got the invite. I don't remember. But it ended up being even longer, and uh, he was just, we ended up getting a hold of him, and he was really cool about it and gracious about it, and he was just very kind and it was really appreciated, and we ended up having a great talk with him. So, uh, you know, I guess I'll let you guys enjoy this interview with uh, John Mashita Jr., uh, and again, it's a lot of fun. And iconic. Um, I-, I tell him in the interview, like, straight up, dude, you're a freaking Transformer. I can't really ask to speak to more, which is weird because we had Cybertronic Spree, and now an actual yeah. a Transformer that's not a part of their band, which is Blur. I think they need to hire him to come in and rap for one of their videos. <laughs> oh, no. They have to cover Rap God by Eminem. <laughs> and he probably That would be it. amazing. And what's funny that is... That would be so good. These guys didn't, you know, they weren't in on that interview. And Kev uh, texted me and he said, so, did he talk really fast in the interview? Ha, ha, ha. And my response was, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and you guys are like, what? Yeah, he would just burst into the speed talk here and there. and it was, But it's really funny, so... Anyway, guys, sit back, enjoy this interview, and we will be back at the end of this to tell you a little bit more going on down the road and to close this episode out. So here you go. Here is our interview with John Machida Jr. Drop us a line. Our awesome email is your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. You can always leave us a voicemail too. 513-HE-RAD-77. That's 513-437-2377. Hey, you should be checking out the website, because it's awesome. www.themixtapepod.com Bios, upcoming interviews, links to shows and past guests, recipes. No, no, seriously, there's, there's like a recipe for pastry crack. Which is just awesome stuff. You, you need to go check it out. Plus, you'll find ways to follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and our fan page on Facebook. Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast. Seriously, the website is awesome. And if you go there, you'll be awesome too. www.themixtapepod.com Micro Machine Man here, presenting the genuine, original, colossally collectible, most midget miniature replicas of the real things. Micro Machines. Dramatically detailed, terrifically trimmed, precisely painted, stupendously styled, and smaller than a nut. This one or that one. Now look at our bigger, better collection of all new Micro Machines, including U.S. classics, Corvettes, Stockers, Convertibles, Formula Pro Circuit, and Rally Races, Hot Bikes, Boats, Military Vehicles, and Construction Crews, plus a fabulous fleet of Micro Machine aircraft and fighter planes, and the new Deluxe Micro Machines, each with doors, hoods, and trunks that really open and close, plus a seriously small series with outrageously oversized wheels. The Micro Machines, Vehicles, and Deluxe Vehicles, the one and only original miniatures. Collect and race and trade them from the lube. Remember, if it doesn't say Micro Machines, it's not the real thing. So here we are, and this is awesome. Uh, Spanky and I have the opportunity tonight to speak to someone uh, truly iconic from our childhood. Not only was he a freaking transformer, this guy is blur for Pete's sake, but we all know him and love him as the Micro Machine Man. Tonight we are honored to be speaking to John Machida Jr. Hello. We appreciate yeah, you no. coming on with us for a few minutes tonight, man. We uh, 
been looking forward to talking to you. We we always like to start at the beginning with people. I mean, I you you sort of got your start in an interesting way. You know, I know you'd done commercials and stuff early on, but it you first kind of got noticed on that's incredible. Is that kind of what set you off? Is that where people really started to pay attention? Yeah, actually, you know, I had done the fast talking since I was a little kid and mostly told to shut up. <laughs> and I moved out to Los Angeles. I was at a party and a friend of mine was uh, trying to pick up a valley girl. And he was from New York, so he, he naturally talked very quickly. And uh, she said, oh, my God, you must be like the world's fastest talker. And he said, no, as a matter of fact, this person is. <laughs> and I came over and did one of my little, you know, to be not to be, that's the question, or some other fast party thing. And a man walked up and said, that's incredible. Uh, my name is Alex, and I'm the producer of That's Incredible. I want to put you on the show. And at the time, I was considering myself, you know, a really serious actor, and I didn't think it would benefit my career to appear on a show where I follow a man who swallows a 30-foot python. Right. So <laughs> I thought, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And then they kept calling and calling and calling and calling and calling. And finally, the acting strike came along. I didn't have any money. And that's incredible calls. And I said, when do you want me to be there? <laughs> and the show uh, actually aired on Thanksgiving in 1980. And I sent out a million flyers to people, you know, watch the show. You know, what would you say to a man who speaks over 500 words a minute? That's incredible. Here for yourself. Plus, I was doing a play in Los Angeles or see him in person in The Mad Woman of Shio, now playing at the McGaw Theater. And I sent several proposals to various different advertising agencies. Now, one of them was uh, Ali and Gargano in New York. And they used to represent, there used to be a long-distance phone company called MCI, and I sent them a proposal that basically was my long-distance phone calls used to sound like this. Hi, Mike. I tell them the telephone value on my telephone bills are too expensive. I miss you. I love you. Goodbye. And now I have MCI. I can talk like a normal person. <laughs> and they assigned a couple of people to watch the show, which they did. And they also happened to be the creative directors for Federal Express, which was really kind of just getting started back then. And they came up with the idea to use me for FedEx. And, um, you know, the rest was kind of history it was amazing because it aired on thursday thanksgiving 1980 and the following monday my phone rings hi this is the tonight show hi this is the Merck griffin show wow. hi this is the mike douglas show hi this is a talent agent at abc we want to negotiate a contract with you hey this is what we want to do a federal express guy it was like crazy and i thought nobody would see it and everybody saw it <laughs> I, I actually remember seeing you on that's incredible when i was a kid so that that was it was pretty mind-blowing to, to hear somebody talk that fast. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> and, and I actually was followed by a 30-foot python that shit all over the stage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, hard so act to follow. You, you, you said that you realized that you could um, do this when you were a kid. How old were you when you figured out you could talk that fast? Well, when I was 12 years old, growing up on Long Island, there was a cerebral palsy care, a free bucks away from the house, and they didn't have to do a $2,000 of cerebral palsy for anyone that broke a Guinness record. So first I wanted to ride the roller coaster to Coney Island, so I called Coney Island, and they said, hey, you take a hike, you're 12 years old, we are not going to let you strap yourself into the cyclone for two weeks straight. So I went home and I started flipping through the book and decided I wasn't going to eat a car, so I had a lead pipe. So the next thing was to lock myself in a room and teach myself how to do the fast talking. I also had five sisters, so we had a word in edgewise. It was a little bit of self <laughs> I mean, I have one, and I know what you're talking about, so I can imagine. You have five sisters. Five sisters? Five sisters, Italian and New York. Forget Ooh. it. Oh, wow. My yep. house, word, words flew by you all day long. Forget about it. <laughs> do, you, do you have brothers? Forget you have about it. it. Not for nothing. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any brothers? Nope, it's just me. Oh. I'm the oldest by 12 oh. minutes. I have a twin sister, then three years younger, four years younger, five years younger, and seven years younger. So you were completely outnumbered <laughs> your whole life. Completely. And if you talk to them, I was the king. And if you talk to me, I got blamed for everything. So <laughs> go figure. Well, growing up in a house of, of, of five sisters, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that was tough, especially for your parents when you decided to talk back at them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, don't believe me. I was... Uh, I don't know. You know, I give my parents a lot of credit. Uh, I was not the, uh, I, I mean, I didn't, you know, like rob stores or anything, but <laughs> I was, I was a handful. So you ended up in the Guinness Book of World Records. Can you tell us a little bit? I mean, that had to be pretty cool, right? I mean, how did that whole thing happen? Did they contact you or how did that work? Well, when I was 12, I attempted to get in the book and there was a record for a guy who uh, uh, spoke uh, to be or not to be soliloquy. And, you know, when you're 12 years old, you're obnoxious, you'll do anything day in, day out. So I would practice and practice, practice. I got up to be faster than the guy in the book. 
I showed up at this Guinness booth at this charity fair. And unfortunately, at that time, they didn't have anyone to verify that kind of records. They only could verify physical records, like the most plate spinning, the most balls juggled, the most. And uh, they didn't have any equipment to verify me being the fast talker. So it didn't take for then. Then years later, I did it on uh, a show when I was working in Columbus, Ohio, uh, for Warner Brothers. Uh, they had the world's first two-way interactive cable system. It was called Cube. Yeah, and, I remember. Um, yeah. I remember that back in the day. I was day. one of the original. Yeah, I was one of the original performers and producers for them. I also Nickelodeon started then too, yeah. and they used to film their shows out there. So I had I was one of the first shows on Nickelodeon. It was called Nickel Flicks. I was the host. It was on three times a day, seven days a week. So I basically, it was a good thing I was in my 20s because I was working 20 hours a day. And I did it on the show there, and they sent up, you know, it was all recorded and whatever, and they sent the tape to England, and it was finally okayed. Um, Even back then, they didn't have, you know, time compressors, so they had to slow it down and have linguists listen to the tape, and then they would write down what was said on the tape, and it had to match what you said you were saying to become a record. That's crazy. (laughs) I was going to ask, how do they even verify something like that? But you answered it. <laughs> like, wow. I, you know, I mean, now, now they have time compressors. They can adjust pitches and do yeah. whatever. It's a little easier to I was going to say, these days with with everything, it might be a little simpler. But, yeah, I imagine back then it was uh, yeah, a little bit different. And unfortunately for me these days, they can speed everybody up. So that kind of put the... Uh, the kibosh on a lot. I used to do a lot of the disclaimers in the eighties, which now they now they just push a button because before when they would speed somebody up, it would sound really bad. Right. Um, but now they can alter the pitch and do all that. So I mean, I can tell it's sped up, and I'm assuming that a lot of people can tell it's sped up. But you can still, you know, it still sounds okay, so they don't have to hire me anymore. Yeah, you mentioned the eighties, and that was a real big time period for me and Jay growing up. Yep. Uh, and we always it was micro machines for us. <laughs> yeah, we knew uh, the micro machine man introducing the most intricate miniature motorcade micro machines ever. All smaller than or not, not this one. This one, remember, it doesn't say micro machines. It's not the real it's thing. Not the real thing. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, just like getting to hear you say it, like, just gives us chills because that's. I mean, I don't think kids quite understand. Nothing is quite the same today as it used to be. Com- uh, cartoons aren't the same. Like, and toys you, ain't even the same, and commercials aren't the same. Like, no. They have spokespeople now, but it's not like those were entertaining. Like we it, we knew who you were as the micro machines man. Like we knew that. Oh, er- I, 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 every day of my life, people want me to say if it doesn't say micro machines, it's not the real thing. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, even when I do like a lot of transformers, because I'm blur on the transformers, right, right? And I do you know occasionally I'll do transformers conventions. And everybody comes up and wants to talk about micro machines. Really, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, no, that, that was a that big and thing. Saved by the bell, your, saved by your, the bell. <laughs> your face was out there for millions of people to see all the time in thirty-second commercials, right? So, right. well, we did one hundred and twenty-five of those commercials that ran in thirty-seven countries. So, wow, it was a very good contract for me, and they bought a lot of. Ad time, and it became the number one selling. You know, I think the category fell, fell, fell under was boys' toys, which of boys course toys. now would be totally politically incorrect, right. and they wouldn't be able to say that. <laughs> so you yeah, back then it was called boys' toys. Micro machines were right up there with Hot Wheels and Matchbox for I us. Still have micro machines. I, I have you know. quite a few still yeah. in packages. I remember when they yeah. came out, it yeah. was a huge, <laughs> little but huge deal. Right. Because they were different. We'd never seen anything quite like that before. I know. Well, again. all my sisters went on to get married and have all boys. So <laughs> I had nine nephews at one time, and they would send the entire collection to my sister's house, and then the kids would fight over them and get every single toy, every single micro machine that was made. That's really so, cool. in a way, would you say that was poetic justice <laughs> right? growing up? Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so you mentioned Blur, um, and of course, you know the micro machines thing was huge for us. But for me, uh, I, I knew you as Blur, and I was like Transformers were like top of the echelon for me. So, of course, I, I knew you as that. Um, what was it like? Like, what's it like to be associated with such an iconic franchise as Transformers? Well, you know, when you first start doing it, you don't even re- you don't realize this is going to become something really big. The original cast for they call it Generation One G-O, now yeah. mm-hmm. was so amazing. Unfortunately, back in those days, I was traveling a lot, so I wasn't available for a lot of the group sessions, which always pissed me off because they were so much fun. <laughs> you know, you get a group of grown ups, grown grown men 
sitting around microphones talking about their struts melting. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have much more fun than that. And it was people like Dick Godier and Roger C. Carmel and Scatman Crothers. And, you know, I mean, it was a, a great group. Um, but, you know, you don't know, have any idea what it's going to turn into. And now, you know, 40 years later, they, people still line up by the thousands, yep. you know, to get autographs and pictures with you. And, and it's just crazy. All over a voice. <laughs> all over a voice. All of it. <laughs> so do you know, have you heard of the band uh, Cybertronic Spree? Have you heard of these guys? I have heard of them, yeah. So we actually recently spoke with them uh, as well, and I, I kind of brought this up to them, but the, the cool thing about Transformers is, you know, they had all these, these Michael Bay movies that came out and everything, and uh, some people loved them, some people hated them. I like some of them. Um, and we have all these new cartoons coming out and all these different properties, but the, the Transformers has managed to do this really weird thing where the original, like, although everything's almost separate, it's almost in its own universe, so even though people like the new ones, they still remember the originals, and there's like a huge following for it. Nothing gets kind of crammed together. Plus, the originals yeah. also laid the groundwork for True. a lot of the animated series that are out there today. So you said you you have you do conventions. I mean, you you say you've been to Transformer conventions and things like that. Um, you kind of already answered the question, but is is Micro Machines is that what you get noticed for the most? Is that what people come up to you and say? Well, definitely, you know, our Transformers conventions, the people are there because they're Transformers right. fans. But they, so, you know, you already that's already a given there. They um, the two other things. The one is certainly micro machines. People so I still have micro machines. And I still play with them. I saved them. I gave them to my son, you know, because people who remember those micro machine commercials are now all dads and, you know, in their 40s. And whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'd so, be us. <laughs> yeah, that'd, both, that'd be you. Both of us. Yeah. We just, so, turned, just turned 48 so, a couple know, they, weeks ago. They, yep. So they all remember, you know, remember those. And then they also remember, and now a lot of kids remember, too, uh, because they run the reruns all the time, uh, the Saved by the Bell, where I played right. the history teacher. Right. Well, and say, uh, that in, made a... You've been in some iconic stuff, and that's that's amongst them. I mean, things that people from our generation just really remember. And I know that, that Saved by the Bell might be a little bit younger than us, but uh, Dick Tracy, you're in Dick Tracy. uh well, the voice and and recently Robot yeah. Chicken, right? Well, that's a whole big that's a whole big story. I auditioned for the part of Mumbles eleven times uh, with Warren Beatty, and they thought it'd be hysterical to have the guy who's known for speaking really fast <laughs> and being understood playing this part that you can't understand a word he's saying. That would make sense. So they thought it would be hysterical. I met with everybody. I thought I got this one in the bag. They all love me. Everything's great. So they were supposed to let me know on a Tuesday, but you know the following Tuesday they were making up their mind. So I get a phone call from Warren Beatty on Tuesday morning. I had uh, lunch with my friend Dusty on Sunday, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Right. <laughs> and uh, he said he wanted to be in the movie, so he's going to play Mumble. <laughs> wow. So I said, I said, well, you know, I understand that. John Machida right. doesn't happen. John Machida doesn't happen. You know, and everybody got paid scale, so it wasn't like, you know, he was going to have to go over budget to hire Dustin Hoffman. And um, I said, but we're going to have you in the movie. Don't worry about it. So I said, okay, fine. So they called me, and I went and got fit for my costume, and I did the filming. I was a reporter. And uh, after it was over, they realized I'm the only other person in the movie besides Dick Tracy wearing yellow. <laughs> so the only thing you see is either you just hear my voice or you see my lips. See your mouth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> because... They couldn't. They they didn't want me to have anybody to wear yellow except him. And I had this gorgeous yellow suit. It was really beautiful. Again. And I had some good lines and stuff, but they were all cut out because they didn't. They couldn't do it without you still seeing me. Again, these days they would just take it in and change the color of your suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. You push a button, and you'd have a blue suit, and everything would be fine. <laughs> everything would be fine. So, out of out of everything you've ever worked on, do you have a have a favorite? Um, you know, I really have been lucky and I've gotten a chance to work on some really, really fun stuff. I used to really always, of course, enjoy doing the micro machine commercials. The best part about that was, um, we would do all my, we do like 25 commercials a year and I would film them all in one week in January. And then they would finish the commercials and the, you know, we did the work like the first week of January and then they would do all the animation of the cars and all that stuff. 
and then they take all those commercials to Toy Fair in the beginning of February. There's the big Toy Fair in New York, and that's where all the stores order all the things that are going to be in the stores for Christmas. And, you know, some of the products would sell, some of them wouldn't. But I would be finished with them in the first week of January and just keep the dough coming in every month. Nice. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and the people were wonderful. Everybody was really, uh, really great that, that worked on them. Uh, they were so much fun. Nobody took it too seriously. And uh, so that was great. And, of course, they're working with Joe Settlemeyer on the Federal Express commercial, which was really the commercial that, you know, after being on That's Incredible, which we talked about earlier, people would put me on these talk shows, but I was only allowed to say I was the fast talker. I couldn't say I was an actor. Hmm. After Federal Express, all of a sudden I was an actor. You know, I was reading, I was winning acting awards, you know, Cannes Film Festival and Venice Film Festival and New York Film Festival and the Clio Award and all that kind of stuff. So now I could be an actor again. And he is, to this day, the only person who said to me, this is what it's going to look like when it's finished. And it did. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. I mean, people have come close, but he is so, was so precise. And he and I, you know, hit it off. And it just was, it was like working with a master. It was a master class. The way he directed that commercial was just incredible. So I know they've... They've re-released. I mean, micro machines are out there again. Like they're they're in the stores again. Have you has has anybody contacted you? Have they come and said yes. we need you back? Okay, I was just checking. Well, Cause... they have contacted me. You know, right now I'm more like the micro machine grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost seventy, but there are ways, of course, to get around that. But um, it, you know, it, the business is very different nowadays, right? And corporations are very different. And corporations want to keep all the money themselves. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, so we could not, I'll just put it politely and say, we could not agree on terms. Greedy corporate and, and we were being very reasonable, that much I will tell you. Mm. And we couldn't come, we were about, I don't know, 14 and a half miles apart. Yeah, they always want to undercut the the business deal to try and get out cheap. They're making a mistake. They're making a huge mistake. Well, I mean, you know, when when I did the commercials uh, for Micro Machines, it was the number one selling boys' toy in the world. It was like a billion dollar toy, and the Galoob, Mister Mrs. Galoob, <laughs> who started Galoob, they made really bad choices on what toys to do. So they finally got, and the Micro Machines was keeping the company afloat. So they finally, the board of directors voted them off. And, you know, added new people to the board of directors. And they decided to bring in new PR people. And they brought some PR people in from Mattel. And Mattel at the time had a theory that you can't sell toys to kids with an adult in it. So on Christmas Eve, they fired me. That's ridiculous. And <laughs> within a year, Micro Machines went from an entire aisle in Toys R Us to, like, you know, one shelf at the end of an aisle. It's, I don't, it's, it's one of those things that I'll never understand when something works and someone comes in and they like have to try to change it and like can't figure out that I I mean we're proof we're sitting here today talking to you telling you how iconic your commercials were and I, I, we remembered them and it, hey it sold micro machines to me mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I mean it did it worked so uh, you, yeah you think no that, it's just I mean it's happened to me with other products happened to me I used to do minute rice commercials and the lady who was the head of the creative group uh, was pregnant, and she was leaving. She was going to go on just you know, just maternity leave, and she decided she wasn't going to come back. So they decided to you know do a new creative group. Well, of course, they want to come up with their own ideas, so they ended up firing me. Meanwhile, they were selling more minute rice than they ever sold in the history of the product, and they replaced me with a gray background and a box of rice, and it tanked again. So, so you're, you're like, it sounds to me like you're the formula for success <laughs> for these companies, but they don't want to be successful. They don't. They just want to shoot themselves in the foot. I don't know. You can't talk to these people. Listen, I'm not. I'm just saying, look at all the things he's been involved with. That were very... That I mean, Transformers, Micro Machines, even Saved by the Bell are all super popular. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> not saying it's because yeah, not, of not you. Not for nothing, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm not saying it's not because of you either. <laughs> right. Um, so there is one more property that growing up as a kid, like, I knew you from, like, it couldn't get Sesame Street. Like Sesame Street, you were also on Sesame Street. So, 
I can tell you, you haven't lived until you've been stared down by a eight month old in the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the mothers would say, "I don't know why they're staring at you." I, she doesn't usually do that. You know, they'd be, you know, kids go crazy. They're pointing and pointing at you, whatever. I say, I'm on Sesame Street. And she's like, oh. Because who are you? I mean, you know, Alfred Brock, Carl David, Egbert Ferdinand, and George Henry, you can both. And that was fun to do, too. All those people were great. That, yeah, was, that uh, was a lot of fun just to go in and play. That was kind of my question. I mean, you know, again, just a huge property and a huge show that's been around for as long as. Since the, since the late <laughs> yeah. 60s. And and what it must have been like to get to work with with just just everyone on the set. I mean, we we grew up knowing those names and knowing those people. So yeah. you, you uh, I meet. grew up on the street. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was um, it was really it was really great working. I made one of the days I went there. I made a big mistake. I took my oldest nephew. I thought, oh, it'd be great to take him to Sesame Street. He'll just love that. And he was young. He was like maybe six or seven when I took him. Of course, the first thing we see when we walk in is Snuffleupagus hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, then, <laughs> then we get to the Muppets had this really ornately painted storage cabinet, which is, when it opened had all these pegs in it, and you see all these, you know, Bert and Ernie pegs. <laughs> I traumatized this poor kid. You know, and then it's this big bird without his head on. Never would have thought about this, but... Wow. <laughs> So, no, wait. Yeah, it didn't dawn on me. I thought he just would think it would be fun to go to the TV studio and see how they do it. <laughs> it didn't dawn on me that he would think these were actual people. I, you know? I, I, I just had a revelation. He knows how to get to Sesame Street. Yes, he does. Nobody <laughs> he does. ever knew, but now he knows. <laughs> so he can tell he us. does. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? You don't want to mm-hmm. go. Spanky, you don't want to go. There's headless, like, big birds and <laughs> Snuffy hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> It's a chance I'll take, man. It's a chance I'll <laughs> yeah, take. It's, it's really cool. Like I said, like growing up, it, it you you were way more involved in our childhoods than I think most people think, and you were kind of always present somewhere. And uh, I don't know. I just yeah, I, I, w- I was very lucky in the for most of the eighties and eh, about a third of the nineties. A kind of you couldn't turn the TV on without seeing me on something. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I guess overall, not, not, not such a bad career if you think about it. Like I said, just tons of iconic. I was going to ask you about Saved by the Bell just to see if like how often you were recognized for it. Apparently, quite a bit. So yeah, that show has a weird kind of cult following at this yeah. point. So well, it's never been off the air. Well, that's and they true. even with the new versions and all that, they still run all the old episodes. So hey. I still get Saved by the Bell checks every month. That's right. They just released. They have like a. Uh, a they just new, canceled the reboot. Did they really? Yes. Well, man, I was going to say they need to give him a call, get his character back on there. Yeah. <laughs> See, if they would have done it, show'd still be on. I'm exactly. Just you know, I I'm so happy to hear you saying that because that really is the truth. <laughs> These people would just hire me. That <laughs> they just hire. Put them back. Telling on. you, John Mashita is the key to success. People, <laughs> you heard it here. They've been looking for that magic key, the secret to in the industry and it's been there all the time right in front of them i'm jumping in front of them i'm waving at them but they just can't see it <laughs> they're just too blind to you're see. moving too fast for them ah I like it right <laughs> ah, but um oh god uh so you do attend conventions and stuff is there do you have anything coming up any conventions or anything you're going to be out anytime soon i just did one um I don't think it was BotCon. It was uh, I love BotCon. TF TFCon. That's what this one was. TFCon. Um, so I'll probably have a. I, I don't really do that many of them. I don't a. Um, it's just not. Uh, it's not all that fun sometimes. Yeah. And uh, B, if you like do them every couple of years, then people are more anxious to see you, and you you know. That's true. Sign a lot of stuff. Back in the day when I first started doing them in the 80s, when they first started having them, you would pay, be paid a fee, and then you would just sign autographs. And that model doesn't work anymore for the producers. So now what they do is they don't pay you to be there, but you have to ch- you charge for autographs. And I don't yeah. like doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we've run into this. Yeah, you- we've run into we We go to a lot of cons, and... I remember going to cons and paying to get in and and then getting autographs. You'd get like an autograph bracelet. You can't you can't do that anymore. 
and it, it makes it difficult. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, because if I go to a con and there's like six people I want to talk, like I can't. It's twenty five dollars. No, nowadays it's fifty dollars. Yeah, pop. depending on the person. And it's like no, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I would have like this last one I did. I charged forty dollars. It was forty dollars for a picture, forty dollars for an autograph, or sixty dollars if you did the combo. Which personally, I thought, are these people out of their friggin' mind? <laughs> but you know, that's what people were charging, and. People would come up with shopping bags yeah. filled with crap and get like fifty autographs and you know fork over a thousand bucks. It was I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. It it is tough though when people want to go uh, kind of meet like iconic childhood heroes. And well, we do have one coming up in September, the Cincinnati Comic Expo mm-hmm. at the convention center downtown. Have you thought about any of the? Getting on the maybe the comic book circuit to, or the comic book well, I convention have, um, circuit. I have some new agents that I just got. They're called Celeb Works, and they that's what they mostly do is just deal with these various different conventions. So, you know, we they know what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do. So, you know, they they do all they just don't just don't do the Transformers ones. They do right. all all the different conventions. Right. So, I'll just leave it up to them, and they can say, <laughs> Hey, why don't you try this one? Why don't you try that one? Um, so aside from conventions, like where, where can people find you online? Where can they follow you and learn what's going on? And well, I was, uh, on Facebook because I'm an old fart and they, um, someone hacked my account. Uh, <laughs> that's always love. And I don't know. I don't know if you've ever tried to deal with Facebook, but you can't, no. there's, you can't talk to a human being. And, no. you know, finally I gave up after eight months of trying to get my account back. Um, it was just, it was just awful. And so far I'm not really on, you know, Twitter or any of those other ones. I really have to be, you know, but I just refuse to come into the 21st century. (laughs) Um, you know, it's crazy because like shows will ask you, but when you, for auditions now, they'll say, well, how many Twitter followers do you have? You know, I mean, it's crazy that that's, (laughs) this is what they want to know. That shouldn't make you know, last time I did, last time I did the tonight show, I walked, I did my bit and I walked out of the studio, and they already had it posted online. Yep. I was like, are you kidding, are you kidding me? I was like, but that's where they get all the hits from. That's how they advertise now. You know, mm-hmm. I, we're, yeah. we're on it. Um, you know, I, I kind of had to. It's like we, for the show, we kind of had to get on there. We had to, like, it's... We let people know it's what now we're now we do TikTok as well. We're on TikTok. Uh, you do TikTok. I do. TikTok. I don't for for the show. I'm not on it. Nobody wants to see my face. There's a reason for that. I mean, I was I was against Twitter for a long time, <laughs> and then when I started getting back into podcasting, I had to make a Twitter just for yeah. podcasting. It's the way it's done now, man. It it's the way it's done. Yeah. Well, I'm going to. I've been. Uh, I finally decided to like get all my old. You know, I've I've done like hundreds of commercials. And a lot of them have been for local markets or for different countries, and people have never really seen them. And some of them are really good, if I do say so myself. Some <laughs> I would of them love to big see one, but most love of them to are see really one good. of him in another language talking that fast. <laughs> that would be amazing. Are you gonna Are you gonna do those want, TikTok or? Uh, well, I'm gonna. I was gonna do a YouTube, YouTube? channel. YouTube. Actually, someone too. posted an interview I did years ago, and 130 million people have watched, or it's been watched 130 million times. So it's either 130 million different people that watched it once, or one person that watched it. <laughs> He's just sitting at home watching it over on repeat. <laughs> well, this guy's funny. He's good. Listen to him. He's reading Michael Jackson's bad. Baby, baby, get in here and listen to this guy. Listen, to, you ain't gonna believe this. Oh so, my beer! Watch this. Wait, <laughs> Spanky brings up a, an interesting. Do you speak any other languages? Um, I speak a little German and a little Italian, but not particularly quickly. I was just curious um, if, that, if that fell over into other languages or not. I never really thought about it, but he said that, and I'm like, I wonder. Generally, if what they do when I do a commercial for another country, uh, like I, in Japan, uh, I did a commercial, and I talked really fast in English, and then they had Japanese subtitles at regular speed, <laughs> and 15 minutes into the commercial, the speed went to the the picture went to black, and the subtitles kept going for the last 15 that's, seconds. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So good. Again, man, thank you, thank you for coming on. It's been it's been really fun talking to you. Uh, we'll we'll we'd like to keep in touch down the road if that's all right with you. And uh, sure. 
we'll talk about you a little bit and then put the show out and anything to keep our. Oh yeah, I should have I should, I should have mentioned that I'm on Cameo. I just went on Cameo. I meant and... to ask you actually if you were doing. I, it would make sense that you would. I mean, if he can get back out there, anything um, yeah, to keep I our childhood going. And then you know. Then I went on it, but nobody knows I'm on it because, you know, like I say, my head, I had a, a good following on Facebook, but, you know, they're all gone now, so I, I don't have any way to tell people. Well, we'll definitely. So, uh, I mean, I do do some cameos, but they're not like, you know, I have friends that do, I have a friend, the, the Soup Nazi, you know, No Soup yep, For You no from soup uh, for you. Yep. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. He does like 12 of them a day. <laughs> really? I, I would be yeah. shocked if people wouldn't want you to, like, <laughs> call their answering machine and stuff. Like no, they, they definitely they definitely would, and people that have hired me are very satisfied. It's just that nobody knows. You know, now there's like eight thousand million people on there. So you should just you should just start a service where you just tell people like, you pay me, and any any like bill collector or spam caller, I will answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, just have it forward to me. Why didn't I think about this five years ago when I started getting all these car warranty like, calls? Trust me, I will make them hang up. I promise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, I want to talk to the queen of the building department. Put the queen of the building department on right now because I'm really seriously not getting anywhere with you and I'm not going to pay you anything and you're not going to get any money out of me. So just put the queen of the building department on right now and we're going to take this taken care of. <laughs> well, I will. I tell you what I can do. Um, you want to tell people what your cameo is? Just, it's just my name. So they just go to cameo and look you up? And yeah, uh, yeah, you should. Everyone, you should go over there and look absolutely. Them up. Um, have them call someone and tell them happy birthday in about three seconds. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't exactly. I, I take all special requests. <laughs> well, again, we really, we really had. A, I mean, we had a blast talking to you. You were a ton of fun. Uh, we get we're kind of blessed on the show to get to speak to people, and we we reach out to a lot of people that we've always like considered to be kind of like figures in our life that we're like that person would be cool to talk to parts of our childhood and so far everybody's been really cool to talk to. i'm waiting for the one that it's like oh man <laughs> but so far nobody's let us down it's been great yeah so, someone's out there lurking you just haven't found <laughs> we'll, we'll run into I, I hope we don't but luckily you weren't them you were awesome we had a blast talking to you so we we really appreciate well i enjoyed talking to you guys too so take care give my best to cincinnati go ride the beast is the beast still a the, roller coaster the beast there? they still just there? added two foot length of track to the beast yep, they're still it's still it's still kicking so yeah 50 years a little scary, but it's <laughs> it's still kicking. Yeah, the, well, so what's even more scary is that meant uh, fifty years ago I was in fucking Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, again, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll go ahead and let you All go. Right, guys, and thank, you. thank you, John. You thank you very the, much. When the episode's going up, you're welcome. All right, All right take care. Bye-bye. Right, bye bye. Bye. So there you go. There was our interview with John Machida Jr. Uh, Matt just brought up like off off. Like you know, off my fair. <laughs> uh, who were some <laughs> iconic, like commercial, like iconic characters and commercials from back in the day? Um, and what you guys brought up too. You said Mr. Whipple. That was pretty early though. Mr. That was Whipple. like that was yeah. like seventies, eighties. Well, how? Uh, and, and then I heard Kev say Joe Asuzu. I love Asuzu. Yeah, I loved the. Yeah. I don't know why when I was a kid I thought those commercials were funny, the Joe Asuzu commercials, but I did. Right. Yeah, um, same here. We got the Where's the Beef Lady? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. time to make the donuts. Time to make the donuts. That mm-hmm. guy. Okay. So, uh, the yeah. Noid. The, I love I know it's not a real person, but the Noid. The uh, yeah. Yo Noid, the video do, like, game. He had a freaking video game. Days. Yo yeah, Noid, that's I right. Played it. Yeah. I loved it. So did the spot from 7Up. Uh, cool cool which, spot uh, from 7Up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I which loved. Connie and I discovered our complete distaste for Seven Up over the weekend. So it really? tastes like glass to me. I it's just, it's such okay. A, first of all, like, I that, I drink a uh, lot of why? Diet Seven Up, but what do you mean it tastes like glass? I don't know. It's like, just like too carbonated. You licking a lot of glass, yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah. A matter of fact, I have Kevin licking. Yeah, I'm a dumb dumb. <laughs> Uh, I actually li- I drink a lot of Diet Seven Up. I don't drink regular Seven Up, yeah. um, but I like Diet Seven Up a lot. I remember not being a big fan of regular Seven Up so much. But you yeah. know, you know when I uh, what would have made me buy Seven Up, John Machida. As if it was Jr. made with Cincinnati water, John Machida Jr. Are you really going to get into that? <laughs> Matt goes home, so we tell Matt. So I live in a suburb of Cincinnati. We inform Matt that our suburb is voted like the number two water in the nation, which. It's a weird thing to be proud of, but they are. 
So Matt actually tasted. He's like, "This is so much better," and the fucker <laughs> puts my tap water into a bottle, takes Dude, it home. Well, I didn't know he did this. Takes it home, <laughs> then sends me a picture of. Our, I was like, "Did you really put that in?" It was in a Snapple bottle. Yeah, and I was like, "Did you really take it home?" Yeah, and he compared it to his water. And I, I found out my water is probably killing us. It is awful. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, and I got it through a filter out of our refrigerator. So it was still filtered. Like when it was filtered, it was still terrible. Yeah, it is one of the weird and, things we oh, have to be proud of bad. here. We don't have a lot. We have yeah. our water and chili, which he also took home. Was, hey, look. Yeah, as I was about to say, I got a can of uh, Skyline, uh, Skyline and, Gold and a can of Gold Star. Did you do that to really? compare them? Actually, yes. So oh, I, I actually prefer Skyline uh, myself. Yeah. I've only Star. had Skyline. I have love for both. I'll, I don't I hate either. Gold Star. Yeah. yeah, I don't hate Gold Star, but a lot mm. of people around here are like, now. Oh, some uh, people go nuts up. Yeah, like, they get really insane over it. The whole thing, it. yeah. Um, I think Gold well, Star is a little spicier. We should probably uh, give people a heads up what we're talking about. So Matt learned this the hard way yeah. uh, years back. We're so. talking about three ways. We are. Yeah. We are talking about three <laughs> ways. Cornhole, which I did find. I did find the tabletop cornhole I was telling you about. So it's at five below at five below yeah, you're by talking the, about the hotel that I say that's at, become yeah. more common that people call that cornhole now. It's it's not yeah. just a Midwest thing anymore, but for a while, oh, there was know. also a cornhole championship on TV. Oh, yeah. uh, allegedly. I tried to, I tried to switch it over, which is uh, where there's professional was, cornhole players. Yeah. Right? I was watching revenge of the nerds. <laughs> I'm a professional cornholer. <laughs> I was watching revenge of the nerds while I was trying to fall asleep. Uh, or actually I was getting ready for the day and, uh, I was, you know, going through whatever channels were there and there was the, I think it was called the AACR, and it was like American Association of Cornhole Representatives. Or something. I don't know what the R stood for, but but there was an actual tournament that was on TV, and I was like, okay, I guess they take it serious. So, so when we're talking I'm about sure. the Skyline Gold Star thing, though, that is Cincinnati style chili. Now, <laughs> that is kind of a misnomer. So Matt comes here years yeah. ago, and we are like, we'll take you to get like you know how it is when people come to an area, yeah. you want them to try the thing that's local to that area. So we take right. we take a group of them in the skyline, and he walks up and he's he sits down at the table. I'll never forget this. And I was like, "Did you order a bowl of chili?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "No, no." He's like, "What no. do you mean, no? It's a chill. It's chili." We're like, "Yeah, but it's not that kind of chili. It's yeah. Cincinnati. Like, I cannot imagine just like using a spoon and <laughs> slurping up right. skyline chili." So yes, it is chili, but it is made. You can get a bowl of it, but ma- what we yeah. use it for here. Is yes, it's chili sort of dogs. Like a sauce. So mm-hmm. conies are big chili cheese conies. Mm-hmm. But the thing that people talk about here are three ways or four ways, and what that is is spaghetti with chili and cheese is a three way, and a four way adds onions. So our beans. That's a five way, right? No, it's you could I, for the four way you could either have onions or beans. The five way is onions and beans, right? And, and, and the cheese, chili, yeah. So a lot of people get like kind of bent over which they're one. They're like the they're like the Pepsi of they're like of they're like uh, pretty much yeah they're like, like Philly cheesesteaks. It's like uh, Pats and and uh, Pats We're and Geno's. Is it Geno's? Yeah. I think it's Geno's. Yeah. Probably Geno's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If you're right. from Philly, you can let us know. Right. Uh, Please do. Or, yeah. And send us five one three four three seven two three seven seven or five one three. He rad seventy seven. Or by writing us at your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. That's your mixtape podcast yeah. at gmail.com. Uh that's one good way to or get it. If you go to the website, themixtapepod.com, you can <laughs> click on the little microphone and just send us a message that way. You can, or you can click on the email button and send us a message <laughs> that way. <laughs> you can also click the Twitter and send us a message that way, or the Facebook link yeah. and send us a message that way. Or you can go over to our fans. Uh, page over at Facebook, which is Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast, and send us a message. Actually, if you go on that page, if you go over there and put it's Pats and Geno's and don't say anything else, I will love you for it. So just do that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. Yep. Um, and and if, if you don't have any dog in this fight, please email us, contact us in some way. And tell us what your favorite regional dish is. And if you're not, in your area. and if yes, do that. I would actually like to hear mm-hmm. that. And if you're yeah. not from Cincinnati and have had Cincinnati style chili, I want to hear about it because, like, people who've never had. So, 
people come here and have it like for the first time. Like st- like Stu. Okay, it Stu, throws them off. Yeah, Stu, <laughs> Stu moved here from we Chicago. Yelled at by our friends. Stu moved oh. here from Chicago, right? And like when he first had it, he he's hated like, it. There's pizza and stuff, you know. No, he hate he. That's he. He talked like Bill Cosby. The pizza. Putting pops in the deep dish pizza. Theo. No. Unfortunate assault on people. Stop it. <laughs> I knew it was going to go. I knew it was going to go south. I bit my yeah. tongue because I went, almost. It went, it almost went to a weird space. I there, almost man. said something, too, and I held my tongue, and I knew <laughs> like, if it's not going to be me, it's going to be Matt. That was America's dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyway, Amy Cosby. But when st- you do things, when Stu first got here, he hated Skyline, and I, now he loves it. And I think it's one of those things mm. where it's just because you're not really if you don't have it. It's the an right acquired way, taste. Yeah. yeah, you gotta have it the right way. Yeah. So I, saying saying this type of thing, when when Connie and I were in Cincinnati, we saw a barbecue place, and I flat out told her, "I was like, I'm not trying Cincinnati barbecue. Why? Why? Because." Well, you're from Kansas City. I could, yeah, I could, yeah, you but you need I was to understand. Like, man, need, well, I don't want to be upset. No, you this. won't be. It might. Some are good. Some are not. I mean, there's none that yeah. I'm just like. That's just disgusting. There are better. Some better than others. But a lot of right. our barbecue places aren't. They come from other. Like uh, one, uh, one of our tour guys is from Kansas City, and I think okay. one of his complaints was the barbecue sauce was too sweet. I like sweet barbecue sauce. Some In people Cincinnati, don't. it is. Yeah, it's too mm-hmm. sweet. Then, then yeah, we probably wouldn't have liked it. Then. I like a, I like yeah. a sweet barbecue sauce, but some people don't, and that's fair. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I can tell also, you. Also, if if uh, anybody who listens to this from Kansas City, uh, I think you'll agree with me. If I if I walk into your barbecue place and you don't look at me and go, "Hi, may I help you?" I will fucking leave. That's just that's the way you have to be greeted when you walk into <laughs> Damn. a barbecue place. Yeah, this is Cincinnati. Yeah. They're not going to say shit to you. Um, yeah, which is well, how no, say like, what the fuck you want. Which, no, no, which is okay. how we well, like no, it. it. Don't fucking okay talk to me until I'm ready to of, order. There's a sense of anger when when you walk in. Like, okay, I know what you're here for. You're you're here to get food. Mm-hmm. What do you want? That is kind of the Kansas City experience when it comes to some barbecue places, uh, and. Uh, hey, if you know which which one I'm referring to, uh, comment wherever and, and tell us what what Kansas City barbecue place I'm talking about. Because it's if you don't know and you're from Kansas City, you obviously aren't eating barbecue ever. So I'm not gonna say what it is now. I think he just devolved right there in that sentence. Yeah, I don't know. a little bit. He just okay. Went, so ah, okay. barbecue, Cincinnati chili. And Kansas City Barbecue are two things that the Mixtape Podcast are very passionate about and we can speak on for hours. But we won't hear because we're here to talk about John Mashita Jr. We've got some really great stuff coming up down the line, so stick around. We have some more regular episodes coming up. Uh, We're going to have some guests on. We're going to be doing some more um, Twisted Kid episodes. I know we're going to have a guest here soon. Uh, One Brother D, Derek Cook from... Uh, well, he does a couple. I think they do. Uh, Monster, he does Monster Kid Radio, and uh, he, we're going to be talking Formerly about of Mail Order Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna Formerly, be, yeah, we're going to be talking to him or with him. He's going to come on, and we're going to do Monster Squad. We're telling you ahead right now. We're going to be doing the Monster Squad, which I'm so looking forward to. Uh, he yeah. was like, "Would this one be appropriate?" I'm like, "Yeah," and it's already on our list, so we might as well talk about it with you, dude. Yeah, it's absolutely, way more fun. It's, it's going to be one we're doing. So we're going to be talking with him, and it'll be fun to get to talk to Derek again uh, because we haven't talked to him in a little while, and he's one of those people we just love. So uh, hopefully we'll be doing another episode sometime in the future with Patrick from Scream Queens. Uh, Always a good time. Metal Mikey we hope to have on, and just some other people, some people that we just... uh, Actually, I think I talked to Skiznot, and it's... Sorry, Skiznot, it's been a couple weeks. I think we're going to have him come on and do an episode of Twisted Kid with us, so... Oh, we'll have him do awesome. the theme song live too. <laughs> he doesn't. That's not his. I don't think he didn't create that theme song. Uh, that was some other fan, uh, friends of ours, actually. Nick Tyree um, from that. Arena oh, Rock he's show. coming on a Twisted Kid episode. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, okay. Gonna, okay. It's it's fucking like, Skiznot. I want to know what movie he's gonna pick. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be interesting. So we've got some of that coming up. We've got some regular episodes. We're gonna do more mixtape episodes. You guys seem to really like those, so be looking for that. We've got interviews lined up, and a few already done. So there'll be more interviews coming out. 
Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us and let us know uh, episodes you would like to hear, or if you have show topic ideas, you can do that through email, yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send it over. Let us know what you think. Guys, do we have anything else? Anything I'm forgetting? Hey, please, when we when we do an interview, uh, we we post a lot of stuff on Twitter about the interview and stuff like that. I really want to push this a lot. Uh, show love to those people. They're, it's really yeah, cool that yeah. they come on this show and give us time. And, it, of course, it helps our show, and we appreciate that. But we, we talk to the people we talk to because we think they're cool. Uh, and that's really the truth. We, in one way or another, we just think these are really fun people or we appreciate something they do. Um, and so go show them some love, you know, show them some support. Let them know you heard here and, uh, you know, tell them you appreciate what they do because that's what uh, we're doing this for. So I think that's about it. Uh, I know Casey's got to run, so we're going to let him off here. He has a, he has one of his magical mystery tours that he likes to do throughout the Cincinnati area. It's yeah. just him dressed up I, as a beetle. I, yeah, <laughs> it's a different one. You never know which one you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Might sometimes be Pepper era might be Abbey Road era. You know, <laughs> sometimes. It, it, let's hear your uh, your your John Lennon impression, there, buddy. Oh well, uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on the mixtape podcast, everybody. I just, uh, you know, this is John Lennon and my uh, my wife Yoko and I was just uh, over in the Cincinnati area and thought. We get to go be a tour guide, you know. That was why horrible. Did, I know. I, why did your Why did you, <laughs> Why did your Beatles sound like Bob Dylan? Sounds a little like Norm Macdonald and a little like <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Im- impressions, we we found out when I was in Cincinnati. Apparently, I can do a pretty good visual impersonation of Kevin. So. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, he yeah. gets your mannerisms. He's down. more mint, man. He gets your. He's. It's not even. It's. It's. He just gets your mannerisms, not your voice. It's. It's very weird. Yeah. Okay, can't so that was. Voice. So that voice was your yet. John Lennon. Uh, can we hear your Paul McCartney? Actually, let's hear your Pete Best. Just do all oh, the Beatles. I, if I, I would just set silent. Yeah, uh, Pete, uh, hi, I'm Pete Best. I play drums. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. That's my, that's my impression. I'm not famous because I wasn't actually in the Beatles. I'm only famous for not being in the Beatles. <laughs> yes, sorry, yeah. Pete. I'm Pete, not quite the best drummer. Oh, burn. <laughs> not a good minute. Ringo's right. better than me. <laughs> Says Ringo. Damn it, I should have come up with a cool name. Anyway, so go over and check us out. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you listening. Please, if you get a moment, uh, leave a review on whatever place you're listening to. And I think that's all we got this week. Uh, come back next week when we'll have a whole new installment of the Mixtape Podcast. And uh, I think that's it. So until next we speak, remember to always stay, stay awesome. Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
everybody. This is Slug. I'm at Horror Hound. I'm a little fucked up. Uh, pretty drunk right now. And I'm here with none other than Metal Marky. And uh, I'm sure that probably spiked all out. And fucking Casey Masterpiece, he's taking a picture of us. What? Yeah. And that probably sounded awesome. So, anyway, uh, here's Metal Mikey. He's going to talk to you now. Yeah, um, this is obviously Metal Mikey here. I'm pleasantly buzzed as well, as you can probably tell, because I mispronounced buzz pretty accurately there. And, yeah, uh, this is your uh, impromptu second drunk dial here. I wonder if I'm as adorable as... I normally would be as Buzz. I, it must mean that you might be able to take advantage of me easily this time out, but I don't know. So, yeah, keep up the great work, and uh, I'll probably talk to you again, I don't know, sometime soon, I think. All right, here, here's Casey Masterpiece. Hey, folks out there, podcast land. I'm here at Whorehound, getting my freak on. Sweet. Oh, man, I... I couldn't tell you how many of the hot chicks are running around here chasing me. Oh, God. It's like a weird orgy. I got to go back there. I got to tell you. Man, it's so hot. Oh, God. Uh, anybody know where some condoms is? Condoms. All right. All right, he's done. All right. So, yeah, this is Slug and... And Metal Mikey. And... Casey Masterpiece. All right, so there you go. You got your first drunk dial. I didn't even say drunk dial right just then. <laughs> Shit. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. This is Slug, and we're around, and you fuckers should be here. So, all right, bye.